You're like, yeah, no, no, exactly. no. Like, you're like, not that's... shit. Like, you're not yeah, nothing. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna neatly pack you away and, like, put you in the glove box. Here we go. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> just yeah. get on in there. Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Sherpas with me, Jason, and my buddy, Warren. Uh, we're gonna talk about, uh, a, I mean, it's a... It's a subject near and dear to our hearts, I think. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about a show that uh, that I've known for quite a long time, and, and you just recently discovered. I just started watching The Sopranos. We're watching that through. It's uh, yeah. it's crazy to watch, man, because it's like what started everything TV show wise, right? Like, so even Netflix now, like this series they bring out, like the big ones. Without the Sopranos, none of that happens, right? You don't have Walking Dead, you don't have Game of Thrones, you don't have Breaking Bad, you don't, like, those ones that, like, broke the world wide open and everyone watched it, like, it's, it's, uh, it's just one of those, man, it's like the original one. Yeah, it's Uh, great, like, and the, the writing, the right, like, like, the writing in that show is so incredibly unique the casting is great <laughs> the cast yeah. is so good oh, he's uh, they, they got it so right when yeah uh, when they just and and I, I mean james gandolfini alone i love the fact when i love that they they kind of they play off of like tony being like the big fish in the little pond and everything. Even to the point of making a lot of the at like casting a lot of small, like I, it's hilarious to me when he's like dealing with people, how much larger he is than everybody yeah. on screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, like, uh, there's an episode that you'll come across where like, a, a young kid, uh, disrespects one of tony's friends and gets his ass kicked and uh gets disrespected by tony's friend and he comes and the kid you know mans up and comes to tony and is like i want to be i like he did this horrible shit to me i'm gonna fucking kill him and he's like that's my friend that's not gonna happen but he like congratulates the kid yeah uh, it says thank it says hey you're having a you having a son and everything and he gets up like puts his hands on his head and it's like his little baby head <laughs> it's like it's like putting your hands around a toddler's head like you know yeah. i really could just <laughs> yeah yeah it's, no it's, it's all it's, over <laughs> it's fantastic like and i think part of it is like writing and cast but like it's there's also ever since goodfellas that genre works all day every fucking day like it just does it will always work it will always be interesting it will like those characters will always be horrible and lovable at the same time like yeah it's uh it's it's quite a phenomenon like i remember like because the sopranos came out like when i was you know i'm not young but like when did they when the Sopranos pr- premiere, like, so like it was 90, the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was like ninety eight or something, ninety eight, ninety nine. Because it carried on through the two thousands. I can't remember like when it first, but I remember like my whole family's from Jersey. In fact, my mom lives in the lived in the same neighborhood that uh, Tony's that club he goes to all the time, the strip club. Yeah. That's a real place. Oh, yeah, the and fucking. It's it's in the same. It's in the neighborhood my mom grew up in, which is pretty cool. And like I remember them just like literally, my family would come over to the house, <laughs> like my grandma, grandpa, both my uncles, my you know aunts, my you know cousins, that all that lived in PA would come over the house. We'd all watch Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's like. Because, like, for me, it's like I didn't grow up, like, I didn't grow up there, but my, but I get all the stories. And it's like, you know, my dad and uh, my mom and her brothers and everything. It's just like, yeah, I know that. It's like, I feel like I've been there before. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you hear them talking about this shit. 
it's cool. Like, it, and that, that like wise, like the, that character, like the wise guy, you know? So good. Like the genre of film, like the gangster movie and everything. Like we talked about it on, on, in one of the episodes, uh, I think it was like the 22nd episode of, of the podcast. But it's like, you know, for the the gangster films and all this stuff, it's it's always going to be like the like a go to genre as far as you know, it's like a slasher film or it's like a it's like a heist film or anything like that. It's it's like a go to subject matter, but the character of the wise guy, yeah, you know, and whether or not he be a, a mobster like Tony Soprano or you know uh, Tony Little. Montana. Or yeah, if the Shylock like, from fucking yeah, yeah exactly. like get shorty, you know, uh, or it be like slightly more sinister, like Carlito's Way, or you know, or even go like more like kind of uh, kind of modern day, maybe not modern day as far as uh, the movie because like Man on Fire, you could kind of like Denzel's character in that movie, that's kind of a that's a a military well, um, wise guy, you know. American gangster, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's exactly. A, mm-hmm. That's a fucking great movie too. I was oh, I was man. just admiring that the other day. Um, it just looks so good. Movies around that time that were of that were had that had that price tag. They yeah. just have this look, and you're just like, that is just so good and nothing looks like that like nothing yeah. comes it's just close a absolute stunning movie yeah just the just every single every single performance i mean even from like minor characters like even from like josh brolin's character where he plays the the super corrupt you know but it's but as as far as he's a you know and and the a-list actors they had playing literally no one yeah, you know. Yeah, people yeah, fucking forget cool. Idris, Idris fucking Elba's in that movie. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? You know, Idris Elba's in that movie. A very a young, a young, not so grizzled and gray Idris Elba playing, uh, you know, a fledgling gangster, and fucking Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in the movie. Like, there's so many amazing actors in that movie playing. They, you know. I mean, I think at the time, Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. at the time was probably one of the biggest names in Hollywood. Yeah, coming off of, coming off of Jerry Maguire, coming off of uh, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that movie he did uh, with Robert De Niro about being the uh, the deep sea diver? Oh man, forget that movie. Oh, that's gonna hurt my brain. Um. <laughs> But like he's he he's probably like at the time, like just a staple in Hollywood, and he's on screen for like six minutes. Yeah, total, most likely. <laughs> like, yeah, and there, there's something about the like to go back to like the mobster thing is like it's like the one type of typecast that doesn't kill your career because like look at De Niro anytime you see De Niro in that thing it's just like that's what he's made for like he's great in other things but when he you know when you watch like um the Irishman right you watch that it's just like this is the movie that he was just like made for like there's not many guys who can fit in here right like and he just has that that aesthetic that just works and it's 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 crazy like every time De Niro plays one of those wise guys it's different. You know, it's somehow there's a like a difference and and I all of the all of the famous like actors that that have played those those guys Pacino, De Niro, Joe Pesci, uh Christopher Walken all I mean just to name a few they've all played it's essentially the same character like when you see robert de niro when you see robert de niro in goodfellas it's the same character as he plays in casino relatively 
Yeah. Relatively, right? But they're two completely different. They even look the same, dress the same, act the same. But they are completely different. And you you can put them side by side and you'll, you know from who's which the, film yeah. who's who. No, that that's is, like, crazy. That's like something, you know? That's, that's, that's a crazy thing to understand like I, I i suppose like he like you understand that you're typecast and then you just fucking own it yeah and like yeah but i'm gonna play you... that same dude then we can play it completely differently yeah. than i did the movie beforehand and it's and I, I you know going back to sopranos and everything where that's basically a movie that's been uh it's basically a tv show that's typecast like a motherfucker yeah, yeah but every single but like the the dynamics and everything within i think that's probably one of the best visualizations of like a a mob family dynamic and not just the not just the business side but like the actual like the families fair. that are involved the the thing that the Sopranos did so much better than any of the movies did uh, is I love how ordinary his life is at mm-hmm. home, but also how like it's very ordinary even when they're doing unordinary things, like when he's yeah. pulling the shotgun and all the money out the vents and his wife's there just taking the stuff. It's so normal. Like they're doing a very unnormal thing, but they're doing yeah. it in such a normal way. Right, and and yeah. the way that the wife plays it off is just so like, it makes him so much more human, mm-hmm. right? But then it's also like you're watching those normal moments so intently because we know who he is. Yeah, right. It's like that whole thing. It's like a similar thing to like any sort of movies that have like war or special forces soldiers in where it is more based back at home is because Mm -hmm. those guys as as much as these characters that we have that we care about their family and stuff like that the biggest component that we never admit that the character never admits is that the person he is at home isn't who he is right yeah it's it's that superhero alter ego thing. It's you know it's the opposite of Superman. It's Batman shit. It's like I am Batman. Bruce Wayne doesn't exist. He's a fabrication. He's who I play when people are around. Right? He's not the real one. And and that's like the same thing, isn't it? Like with the mobster or with the the mm-hmm. fucking super secret agent, fucking super soldier guy. Who's got like his yeah. family? That guy is at home. That guy doesn't exist. He's a killer. He's a fucking. He's a fucking mm-hmm. monster, dude. He's a monster. And you know, he's trying to escape it. But when when he is happiest is when he's doing his thing. Same with like you know, so Tony Soprano. That isn't Tony Soprano at home. <laughs> you know, he's not Tony yeah. Soprano until he's fucking out doing shit, like getting shit done. And I really like. Uh... When you said that, like, you know, the Sopranos kind of laid the foundation for a lot of series that came after it, you mentioned Breaking Bad. And I think it's kind of cool, like, sort of the the parallel that that uh, those kind of play off each other. Where it's like, it, it, it's if you watch them, if you watch those two series back to back, like, you can see Joss Wheaton's like, oh, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna copy this format completely. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it, it's a different it's a different character. It's a, it's a it's yeah. Funny, it's, it sort of happens in reverse. Yeah, that's what I mean. You so know? Walter White is it's like comparing Superman and Batman. Yeah. Right. Where Superman, although like, so between Superman and Batman, the thing with Batman is the Batman's the real person. And the real person, Bruce, doesn't exist. Whereas with Superman, it's Clark Kent is the real person. Superman is just what he's capable of doing. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Walter yeah, yeah. White, right? Because <laughs> he's yeah. Clark Kent. He's fucking exactly. this guy that's a total pushover, and that's who he is. But he's capable of being much yeah. more. I like. I, I dig it that uh, that kind of with with the Sopranos. 
we learn early on that Tony is not the man with whom to fuck. Yeah. And we spend, yeah, very early. Yeah, you just started watching it, so you, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we spend, and it's cool. You'll as you watch it and everything. I'm not going to spoil anything. I mean, in the end, it's 20 years old at this point, so the internet's <laughs> yeah. probably spoiled most of it for you. <laughs> but it. um, but well, it's it's different, like watching it and letting it unfold in real time. But like, we spend all of that series putting human, like human attributes back into tony and realizing that you know at the end of the day he's a dad he's a husband he's a brother he's a friend and all that different kind of stuff and then like with breaking bad we spend the whole series turning walter white into taking all that stuff away from him. yeah exactly yeah Yeah. it's cool to it's kind of cool to see I mean, it's, it's sort of the same circumstance, you know, the, but, the same type of thing, you know, with Walter, it's more of an emergency. <laughs> but it, does, it it should teach people a lifelong lesson in perception and that it's better to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's better to do bad things because then you can always do a good thing and be redeemed. But once you're <laughs> a good person who does something bad, that's unforgivable. Over. Right. It's yeah. yeah. So for Walter, in it's the, unforgivable. In the, in the movie done. in the the movie universe and in real life, for for the most part. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's better to be an asshole who does one nice thing, <laughs> than be a guy a nice guy who does one bad thing, <laughs> right? Like that's that is true. That is it's the brutal so, truth. It's so horrible, but it's the truest statement that there's ever that there's ever been said. Yeah, yeah, that's what's no. fucked up. <laughs> resounding, like how deep that hit. <laughs> like right, and then you're just uh-huh, like, oh yeah, so everyone's everyone's just went. There's a collective, yeah, <sighs> that I just heard. I think, yeah, <laughs> like, man. and and the thing is, like, you can't just start being a bad guy now because then then that's your one bad thing <laughs> from being yeah, a good exactly. guy to turn to a bad guy. Yeah, you just gotta it only start works out. the other way. Yeah, yeah, just start that's out douchebag. So- you got to go full douchebag. Hear that, kids? Hear that, kid? <laughs> yeah. Be an asshole. <laughs> never go full douchebag. <laughs> like, you never go full douchebag. <laughs> you know. Never uh, go full douchebag, man. Dude, full let me go. Uh, one time they found me in a found me in an alleyway in a cardboard box trying to re-enter the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's funny. So we're talking about the Sopranos and stuff. Um Something I did watch that, I, again, I'm usually late to stuff like this because I, I like to watch things when I decide to watch them <laughs> instead of like all the stuff that recommendations. Um, and I just watched the first, I, I watched The Punisher, the Netflix one. Um, yeah. I watched Daredevil, I, I, it was okay. But um, I watched The Punisher finally. And I gotta say, man, the first season, when I'm watching it, and then I realized they only had two seasons, I was watching the first season, and I was like, why is there only two seasons of this? This is, like, actually really good. Like, the mm. story's pulling me in, actors are good, stuff like that. And then, like, the second season starts, and I'm just like, they should have just left it. Because that first season was so good. It was, like, yeah. so good. It's just, the Punisher's a character you can't do 12 seasons of, because his story... He only has one story, right? Yeah. And that's kill the guys who killed my family. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and once you go away from that, the stakes, they they drop drastically. But that first season was really good. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, I don't know the guy's oh. name. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... You know the dude from Walking Dead. He was oh, in yeah. that he's, break point he's, as well. Yeah, he does. He's He was in everything playing the same grizzled crazy guy character yeah he put like the he was really he's really endearing as frank castle though like i really as much as i like the original thomas jane you know punisher i i really dig uh god what the hell is his name jesus that's i'm i'm fucking tired yeah but uh but uh he plays like he's he has like such i don't know there's like a there's like a matter of factness to the way he delivers a lot of his a lot of the lines and everything it's just like you 
he embodies he embodies the 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 shut off that a lot of those like spec like super spec ops dudes describe where it's like you no longer like you can you can go like he he goes from valuing human life like in his family and all that stuff to not seeing value in any human life <laughs> like yeah. like yeah. like literally like not not so much killing indiscriminately but not being afraid to kill indiscriminately and uh, the only like the only brain that exists that's that can do that are those specialized super special killers that we employ in our yeah. military yeah and like he uh, he just it may, I, I, he's not like and he's not like overly the like same mm-hmm. thing with thomas jane like i forget the second dude that played him in like uh the punisher warfare but he was oh yeah like that movie was that movie was just an excuse to blow shit up and blow people I up watched, too which was cool it's i watched fine. that the other day and i was like I didn't remember this being because and it just shows what a good job they did on the show. Because I went from watching the TV show to watching um, Warzone again. Yeah. And when I watched Warzone, I was just like, "This is so, like, this is like '80s action movie campy. Like, it is so campy, but yeah. in the best ways. It's super enjoyable as a film. But going from the series to that, I was just like, "This is two different things. This is yeah. like vastly different." Like it's a in in war in Warzone, they used like the the over the top violence and you know action and all that kind of stuff to you know make up for a not so well written script. But like the TV show, the Netflix show is incredibly well written, and the brutal violence in it and everything is just. It's it's like you look at it and go, well, yeah, okay, uh huh, no, that's supposed, yep, uh huh, that's how he's supposed yeah. to deal with that situation. That's how, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's hitting a woman. He, that's uh, well, you know, that's uh, what, what you gotta do. That's what I mean. If a chick's coming at you, like that bar scene and everything, where he just yeah. fucking yeah. owns both of them. <laughs> it's like so brilliant. Yeah, yeah, some great uh action in that, and I love the the uh... oh, he's in jail and shit too, <clears throat> like. And I, I I like the fact that they didn't make him like untouchable, you know. Like every every four scenes, he's covered in his own blood. He's been shot yeah. or some shit, and then shot he's just or like stabbed or yeah, some, yeah. It, and I and, like that. It has yeah, a it, it has a John McClane ring to it, right? Like that series yeah. definitely rang true with that. Like he would. He was just always getting beaten up and stuff like that. And, like, it's funny, like, ever since we discovered that John McClane works better than any action hero ever, mm-hmm. we never used it again other than with him. Yeah, right? like, it's like, well, I think the, 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 <laughs> did, you ever, did you see, uh, did you see Nobody? I may have. That uh, sounds familiar. You got if you haven't, you got to. It's a it's on Amazon Prime. It was on HBO Max, I think, too. And now might have been just HBO. It might have just been Amazon Prime, but it's uh Oh fuck, I know the one. It's um I don't know the guy's we're name. Having I know the such one horrible times with actors. He's having right um but he's having like the worst day or some shit, right? Like he's just yeah, a normal guy just like, who just snaps. Yeah, like that's what mm-hmm, they sell like that. Yeah, he's a normal. He's a completely normal, normal guy who walks in, walks downstairs on people burglarizing his house, and they take something from him, and he decides to go get it, and then he winds up entwined in this whole. It's like the point I'm trying to make with it is like it's so fucking ridiculous, but the movie yeah. is so well done. That you it's, that that its camp is like its camp it's is John Wick. People people don't understand. Yeah. John Wick, like so John Wick has done so well that it sells as an actual action movie, but on paper, it's a dog shit action movie. Like that premise is is like excuse the pun, it's dog shit. It's like yeah. but, but but people connect to that. 
emotionally, which they don't do to most action scripts, mm. right? It's like, yeah. oh, my daughter got fucking, fucking, you know, like raped and murdered by all these guys. Now we can all imagine that, right? And we're all on that guy's side. But when this guy's like, they killed my dog, dude, and then you're just like, and everyone's like, fuck it up, get it? <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean, I'm like, no, we're all for it. it. Like what you're, what Everyone you were saying with thought. like the with the John McClane for, uh, format is like, I, well, I was saying with the whole nobody thing is like, that was kind of the first movie where the first movie I'd seen in a while. I mean, maybe it's, it's, it's weird because all the other movies that did the whole John McClane thing, the person was incredibly specialized, right? Like with the equalizer, with mm-hmm. John wick, with this movie, nobody that I'm, that I'm talking about taken all the ones that like that made the the regular guy i mean john wick isn't necessarily a regular guy but like like the equalizer denzel washington plays effectively a retired cleaner like he's not yeah he's not particularly imposing he's not particularly mm-hmm. you know he's he's reclusive but he works at fucking home depot you know he's a normal dude or at least trying to be and like that's kind of like the movie nobody was closest that we got to like a John McClane again because this guy's like a family guy and yep. he's he's done with the life that he ran years ago you know making making people disappear for a living and like he's he's dialed it back so much that he it's like he lo- he's like lost a step like you kind of you spend the first the you spend the first like couple of action sequence it's it's funny it's it's like a um you ever see the movie Black Dog where uh yeah. Patrick Swayze plays the truck yeah. driver and like for the first like half of the movie he's struggling to drive the truck and then he kind of falls into it and he becomes this badass that's kind of what nobody does with it it's like he the the first the first fight that he gets into on the bus is just like it's he's just getting the piss popped out of him. Yeah. But like he, he gets out of the bus and then he kind of struggles to his feet and then he goes back in the bus. <laughs> he goes back in for more. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Uh, I thought awesome. that like, there's something about that back though, goes, right? That's mm-hmm. a, that's special. That's, that's, that's like, I, I think cause don't get me wrong. Like the, the Van Damme era, like that type of action hero who goes in and maybe gets a cut here and there, but he's always whooping everyone's ass. Yeah, right? those, that has its place. Always go through it emotionally. Yeah, that has its they place. Go through it physically. But, but yeah, like John McClane, that thing, a struggler, a guy who fucking who has fate stacked against him, and then he fucking grabs fate by the throat and says you listen here motherfucker yeah. <laughs> like you listen here like yeah and just manhandles his own destiny you know like uh, I, that's yeah. what it is like these other guys like fucking neo from the matrix and fucking even like rocky balboa as rough as he had it like those guys kind of had the path of destiny laid in front of them like mm-hmm. these guys destiny was meant to be like over already like your destiny was to die in the back alley getting shot by some drug dealer and it's just like the will of the person to just be like fuck this shit i'm writing yeah. the script now motherfucker like i'm the fucking director yeah. of this movie and this is how it's gonna go and that's something cool they did with the punisher series especially the first season where it's like they kind of had elements of that where like, yeah, he is one of those guys you described, like a Liam Neeson, something like that, a highly specialized killer. He's very good at that. Mm-hmm. But he's not immune to damage. He's not immune yeah. to being touched yeah. himself. And that only makes it more compelling, right? Like, cause you're just like, man, yeah. that's so badass. <laughs> like Yeah, he's literally like been in during that uh the worst oh my god, the prison fight and everything. He's just literally like he spends that whole fight. He he fucks everybody up, but he gets shanked, like just and you, and they do it in such a a real and like the camera work in that in that uh, that series is some of the best at least fight choreography camera because it brings you right there. Like you almost like uh, watching yeah. watching him getting those scuffles and everything and getting stabbed and cut and yeah. it's like just, you just how, imagine like how the 
fuck like could yeah. if that was happening to me could i like yeah i don't yeah. even know but that's what sets him apart isn't that he's untouchable it's that he touches them back right it's yeah. like it's just it's that's the, what it is which is the john mccone said, thing yeah it's funny you said rocky balboa but it's like you know it's that's the philosophy for mm-hmm. the action here, it's like, it's not how hard you can hit, it's how hard you can get hit and keep going, you know? Yeah. It's like, and yeah. McLean, McLean was the the progenitor of all that stuff, and then, you know, I, I think uh, the portrayal of the Punisher on, in that particular series, they, you know, that he was, I, I hope they don't make a movie. Yeah, no. You know, I, I think that that he's guy supposed has, to be in. That guy has a real niche though, because he does play. I, like I don't know if he has any like military background and stuff, but I think that um, because it's hard, right? Like it, we live in a time where, especially like now, like where like you know stolen valor shit like that isn't okay. But he is such a good actor, right? Like so, it's very easy to shit him away as an actor because, but again, we shit away actors who are good at their jobs who maybe aren't winning Academy Awards or anything, but we kind of box them away. Like we always talk about this with bad guys, right? Mm-hmm. If you're that good of an actor that you can do a good bad guy, everyone hates you. Look at that dude who played fucking a, a great example, the child actor who played fucking um, the blonde kid in Harry Potter. Oh As, yeah, I never. People yeah. still hate him. Mm-hmm. He can't no go reason. out. <laughs> he can't go out. Like he yeah. gets shit everywhere he goes over something that's blatantly fictional because it's about wizards and shit, right? Yeah. So like. And and but people won't stop and think. Actually, like actually, he might be a really good actor because that obviously isn't who he is. Mm-hmm. But I believed in it so much that I actually hate him. Like every time I see him, I want to smack him in the face. Like, and and it's the thing with uh, him is like, you know, it's it's tough. I guess playing. Uh, he always plays a former military he's plays a veteran constantly right and usually like marines and stuff like that and they're a group of people with not to fuck right like yeah, you don't fuck around with precisely. them and, and i feel like he does such a good job that they kind of like I, I and again i'm not speaking collectively for them but like there seems to just be this thing where at least that they let it lie and so that people are watching and be like yeah he's cool like he's good at it right mm. did his research at least right and he's not putting us down right like it's not a bad image in it in that sense like when it he, he does a good job in the punisher series at least of drawing a line from like this was my service and this is what like he doesn't connect them exactly yeah. right he's like i chose to use what i learned here like there's a line in the sand he draws. yeah and you kind of figure you kind of figure that that's he's I mean, I'm not saying he, I'm not going to say he's reluctant to, he doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, obviously when your family gets slaughtered, you are no longer reluctant in using your superpowers as a trained killer. But like anytime he's, anytime he's fighting, anytime he's fighting, he's got like that. I wish I, I wish I could be doing anything other than this. You know, I wish I, I like it's always behind his eyes. Like you know, this yeah. is fucking. I wish, but it's why that. Couldn't things have been different? It's that destiny thing. It's that thing with people like him, and I'm sure, like, because they, the thing I liked in the first season, especially, was the parallel from we'd see him physically dealing with his PTSD. Yeah. Right, he has this outlet now. He can let it all out, no holds barred here's my pain right like fucking deal with it Mm -hmm. like here it is whereas and then when that's counteracted by the the meetings where these guys are left to talk about it guys these physical guys whose only legal outlet of the shit they went through is to try and verbalize it right like which is not there's just not that same connection from brain to mouth as it is to brain to kill, right? Like, yeah, brain yeah. to fucking accomplish the mission type thing. Mm-hmm. So it was like a really cool parallel to have throughout the series. But like I said, he's kind of typecast in that role and he does pull it off pretty well. Because I think some guys, like, think about it, like back in the day, you know, um, like we had, again, these are films I love, like Universal Soldier and stuff like that. 
But if you compare, like, even Prime Van Damme to, like, a Special Forces guy, even Van Damme, like, kickboxing, all that shit, dude, like, I'm sorry. Like, it's like we were talking earlier. Someone's gonna fucking Tony Soprano this motherfucker, grab him by the face. <laughs> yeah. Like, sit down, boy. Please just, like, <laughs> please just yeah, be seated. Yeah. Sir. It's just a different yeah, you can, thing, isn't it? Yeah. Your splits yeah. are nice. But... <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna get daddied. Like, someone's just yeah. gonna be like, sit down, son. <laughs> you're gonna hurt well, yourself. I think it's interesting, like, we, you know, we started talking about, we started talking about the Sopranos and the Breaking Bad and then moving into, moving into, you know, we talked about the wise guy characters and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, kind of switching gears, talking about the the Punisher and, and all of those particular characters. Like, I, would, I mean, the Punisher, obviously the anti-hero, John McClane is not an anti-hero in any way, but like playing... But he's, but he, but the, he is kind of, he's a bad boy hero. He's not the clean cut, you know, that's the heroes that yeah. we go for. And that's kind of, and it's, it's cool because there's a parallel that runs through all that, even though with the Sopranos and Breaking Bad, we're talking about like inherently evil things that are being done. Um, well for Tony, it's not necessarily for good at all, but for <laughs> Walter White, you know, it's uh, it's it's for uh, the greater good, at least at first. <laughs> I, I wonder, though, like, arguably, is, like, the attitude... Because John McLean's attitude is not welcomed by his peers, who are all, we can say, are generic good guys, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. and so that's why he kind of sees eye to eye. Whenever he meets his adversary, he's eye to eye with him, because we're the same guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I I agree with everything you're saying, but it's my job to stop you. Like, and that's what I'm gonna mm-hmm. do. Like, but he's a yeah. very like speaks his mind type of person, right? Like, he's a very he's not a clean he's not a clean cut good guy. No. He does his job, right? That's what he does, and and and, and that's I think that's again that anti hero. I don't know is John McClane an anti hero? He technically isn't, but he has the attitude of one you know well i like, mean as i guess suppose the, def- the definition of the i mean if if you if we're simplifying it which you know it's what you should you shouldn't like if we're talking about that over complicating it, it's just and I, I don't think it's there's a purpose behind it it's like the anti-hero would be a hero that gets the job done regardless yeah you know that's pretty much it yeah you know like like deadpool is everybody's favorite anti-hero and he doesn't give two shits about who he has to shoot in the asshole to to get what what he needs to get done done you know the punisher and everything will murder people impossibly brutally i i was glad to hear though like when we brought up the punisher you you brought up the um the original cut i i I love that film i felt like it went it came out and then it just kind of disappeared and i feel like especially with marvel where it is now that that film doesn't get any love but i really liked it i like i love that beginning scene the beginning sequence of that film is Mm -hmm. so good and like okay like the witch doctor thing whatever like crazier things happen in the actual marvel films but like the the beginning gunfight and then like them assuming him for dead and then like the punisher shirt all washed out from the city like yeah and then the sequence is there to follow origin story you know i love it i loved his car right the fuck oh that car is so good so good like with the fucking steel plate fucking windows with a split in it you're not driving that shit anywhere dude no. i don't give well a that's fuck. well that's like i uh i feel like that was kind of an implication where it's like if i gotta put these things down they're just getting put down and my foot's going to the floor and wherever this car goes it's, it's going. just gonna go there and yeah. hopefully i'm alive when it gets there but the other thing i liked about that movie which we don't touch on a lot with action heroes in, in that original Punisher film. So, like, you know, it's all well and good to do, like, the James Bonds or even the John Wicks, right, when he's got all these cool places where his weapons pop out, whereas the Punisher was so much more, like, makeshift. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, watching, DIY watching him violence. create that space of his with his mind of, and who yeah. he is and watch that space kind of embody that like be an extension of it and those little makeshift things where he hits the table and the gun drops 
the gun draw yeah. drops down and, and like shit like that. And I just remember seeing him be like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like yeah. when he fucking hits the table and it was it like a little saw notch. Is, is it a saw notch shotgun? No, it's a, it's like a, it's like a chrome plated 38 special or something like that. It's like oh, a little, it's so good. It's just such a good moment. Like, cause he's just got them planted all over the place for if shit yeah. hits the fan and uh, the Russian fight. The fight he has with that giant Russian is so yeah, good. Yeah, it's fucking Kevin Nash, man. He's a wrestler. So like a, good. And well, it's a fu- the funny part is, you know the dude, the dude that's outside. Okay, so the guy, I don't know if you know this, but uh, in John Wick, I think it's the first one. Yeah, pretty sure it's the first John Wick. When he uh, greets the bouncer outside of the club and tells him to go to leave, that's the same dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. That's the same dude. That's uh, Kevin that. Nash played that that Russian big giant blonde Russian uh, bodyguard that was outside. That he comes behind and puts the gun to his head and he starts speaking to him in Russian. He's like, maybe it's time for you to to clock out for the evening. He's like, yeah. yeah, you know what? And he just takes his earpieces off and walks away. Same dude who played the Russian in the original Punisher movie. <laughs> that choreography is so good. And, like, people, you know, you'll be like, oh, it's campy or whatever. But, like, who better to get than a wrestler to do yeah. something like that, though? Oh because my God. You're, you're, at, you're trying to find a big, imposing guy who's, like, big, physically strong to throw an actor around mm-hmm. in that way. As safe in a controlled manner, yeah. In a controlled set, like it just translates into a really good scene. Like I love that scene so much because, and again, what the series gets across in a series length in that moment, we understand maybe more about Frank Castle than we did, even after we saw the trauma we went through. We saw that like, oh, he'll fight anybody. <laughs> like, yeah, like he'll. Like yeah. he'll lose a fight until he wins it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and and it's like at that point we're like, this guy's John Travolta is so fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, and with the oh the the my favorite part in that movie is when he puts the anti personnel mine in that in the dude's hand and ties uh, it to the ceiling. Yeah. He's like, you seem yeah. you seem like a fit young man. You tried isometrics, six pounds ain't very much, but an outstretched hand. Hell of a workout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's so campy and like he has the just the the right amount of that dry uh you know he, the dry hero humor and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame it's a real shame that Marvel because of this whole political thing we're in like Marvel pretty much like canceled the Punisher. Like they've basically like he's banned like all Punisher merch and shit like that is banned. It's just like it's not the same thing, right? Yeah, it's it's like like it's, I'm sure that pedophiles wearing Spider-Man pajamas of fucking, you know, <laughs> I mean like like literally, it's literally true, Michael yeah, Jackson you're, is you're, for all intensive purposes known for most people agree that he was probably a child molester. Also was gonna purchase the rights to Spider-Man and star in it before Sony outbid him, right? So he was going to buy Spider-Man. Instead of Tobey Maguire, you're going to get Michael Jackson. Now, like, if we're not going to ban Spider-Man, like, you can't ban the Punisher. Like, we can separate, like, that character has done nothing wrong. <laughs> like, the character, his core, I think is, like, I think it's one of the better projects that Marvel's done because it yeah. reflects into a real-world thing where it's like, okay, maybe the family death thing is, like, an action hero premise, but, like, it does maybe coin itself as one of the earliest and maybe the only thing that really deals with PTSD. Mm, and, yeah. And, and, and like a responsibility for these guys when they come home, right? Like it was okay yeah. for him to act like this here. And, and like it was, they were kind of ahead of their time when they created that because mm-hmm. now that's a common theme, right? We have like Liam Neeson's and, and all of this stuff and all these stories about like and John Wick's these guys, these specialized guys doing these things, but the Punisher was really before that. And it's kind of a shame to see something that has a lot of value, like that original 
movie. Well, actually, the original was Dolph Lundgren, um, which was actually what I wanted to add to one of our movie lists. Me and you should find that somewhere and watch that because it's probably going to be so pleasantly campy. Wait, there's an original Punisher with with Dolph Lundgren? I had no idea. Oh, dude, dude. Dude. Dolph Lundgren is the original Punisher. Dolph Lundgren is the... He's Frank Castle. Um, he's not a military vet. He is a former cop whose family was murdered. He doesn't drive an SS. He drives a fucking Mustang, uh, a, um, a Harley Davidson. And uh, he's just whooping guys' ass. And it's probably the most campy film you could ever Dude, see. But it's, but but it's Ivan Drago, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, and I want to see it. And I think it's based. Probably, is it before in, or after Drago? I think it's based in like Tokyo. Like he did a lot of movies. It was around the time he did the one with Brandon Lee, where they based a lot of their action okay. movies in Asia. Hmm. So it's like weird because he's playing an American cop who was a cop, but he's a they did that Chinese a lot cop, back in the- <laughs> right? Like yeah, and, it, and they we did, just yeah. They, I mean, we just uh, ate it it's, up. it's all over Jackie Chan movies. You know, it's like yeah. uh, we we can't we can't film we can't film this in we can't film this inherently Japanese movie in Japan because of certain legal rights. But if we go to New York, we could film it there, but wait, yeah. we need to put New York. So like halfway through the movie, there's just going to be these two American English speaking cops. They're just they're FBI agents. They're just going to come in. Yeah. They're going to be here for a little while. And then they're either going to get killed off or captured or something, but they just got to be in here. <laughs> Like, yeah, but um, it gave me an idea for <laughs> literally every Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> yeah, but it gave me an idea for uh, maybe not a, a, like we did with Halloween, but it gave me an idea for like an episode or maybe a two-parter where we could do original origins and compare them oh, to like that. what became. And that but it can't just be the original origins; they have to be unpopular. They have to be like Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. Who knows that? Like that isn't widely known, right? And we need to find like other ones like that, and then like watch it, and then talk about yeah. it in comparison to the subsequent Death results, wish. right? Uh, man, oh wow, that's tough. <laughs> that would be fucking I mean, awesome to do, though. Yeah, I mean, even, even um, fucking the original like. You know, if you want to go superhero routes, there's like the original Superman and the original Captain America, like which didn't even get released because it was so bad. <laughs> that'd be funny. Like, um, that'd be funny. Um, but this no, I, I, that that one would at least be viewable, I think, because it actually was released. And Dolph Lundgren at that time, I mean, I, I'm interested to see it. I haven't watched it yet, but I was just like, I need to see this because <laughs> yeah. that sounds like enough. Uh, that's enough for me to want to watch it. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably going to be so campy and oh, just it's so be, cheesy. It's going to be so it's gonna good. It's going to be the best. I'm so um, excited. Yeah. My fo- I'm, I'm recording this on my phone and my phone is going to die. So we do have to cut our conversation oh. a bit short this evening. That's, um, um, for this particular, this particular, I mean, we, we just turned a, we just turned a shooting the shit session into an episode, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, where was I going with that? I want to rippity wrap that up. Um, oh, we're talking about that other shit. I want to cover Jarhead. I watched that the other night. And I forgot how fucking yes, excellent yes, Jamie yes. Foxx is. I was is. going to say Jamie Foxx is brilliant, um, and I, I want to cover that for sure. I completely Definitely. forgot about that, but he is gold the whole movie. He's like, without him, there isn't a film. Like he saves that whole picture. I feel like, um, but the the value in that film I felt was like the lack of not the lack of action, but the lack of action that they that they take part in. Like so, we watch yeah. this preparation. It's all building to something, and then it's over. And then it's like that frustration of a guy like that, you know, because because what they prepare them for and what most Marines go through is insane. But imagine being one of the troop, you know, in in one of the battalions that 
gets in and gets out clean like mm-hmm. living with that being that monster like being that fucking junkyard dog that never got to get hold never of anything got to bite. yeah <laughs> yeah like i think we should uh i think we if we we talk about jarhead um i'd like to talk like if we want to talk about a, a couple uh like in that vein uh i just recently watched the hurt locker oh my god yeah so That's we a- could talk like if you want to talk about like next episode next week if you guys are still listening uh we'll, maybe we'll talk about jarhead and the the hurt locker kind of a they're sort of they're they're sort of i mean they're completely they're two completely different sides of uh military experience um but they kind of they run the same parallel of people not really people acting one way in the military and one way outside you know so like yeah, I think that would be pretty cool to 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 run those. Uh, if not if not at the same time, to at least do episodes that focus on uh, each one of those. That would be cool. Um, For sure, man. Hell yeah. I well, let's All let's right. wrap let's let's wrap it so it's an episode. Um, real quick, the last couple episodes have been super popular. Actually, nice. <laughs> We've got like. We've got like a. I'll have to send you the 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 numbers on Launchpad and everything. I have to check Anchor and all that. But uh, you know, if you guys can reach out, uh, hopefully we'll get the. It's the new year that's coming, so um, you know, I'm sure we'll refine as we head into 2022. But yes. uh, check it out on Twitter at uh, movie underscore Sherpas on Facebook. Check that shit out. We are on Apple the apple store apple podcast now there you so go rate and review get us out there push it out there to your your friends and your family that's it yeah, yeah. to your chinese family um <laughs> i don't know um but yeah and we'll see you guys next time great